Hello and welcome back to another episode of Doom to Bloom podcast. Today we have a special guest, Cassandra, who typically goes by Cass, but she is going to be speaking to us about what it means to be embodied and how she is now an embodiment coach and what that all entails. Hi, Cass. Hey, Jacqueline. So nice to be here. Thank you so much for being a guest. I know we briefly talked just before we started the recording and Cass was actually one of the OGs that reached <laughs> out to be a guest. So I really appreciate that. And oh, that's so just, cool. Just so happy that you're here and super close to me, like a couple hours down the road, which is really cool. And I haven't actually connected with a lot of people in Ontario. So oh, I Even know, cooler. right? <laughs> yeah, it makes me happy too when I find people that are nearby. It's like, oh, yay. Um, and I love that I was an OG or M. That's really cool. I feel special. <laughs> you are special. <laughs> so Aww. I kind of alluded, Cass, that you're going to talk to us about embodiment and mm -hmm. how you're an embodiment coach and all things relating to that. So we're ready to hear your wisdom when you're ready to share with us. Mm, thank you. So yeah, my journey to being more embodied in my daily life has just been from the huge realization years ago that I was super disconnected from my body. And I think it's like, we hear that a lot, you know, oh, I'm disconnected, I'm disconnected. But what does that really mean? And I like to break it down because this is what I hear over and over again from a lot of my clients too. It's just like we're on this train or the hamster wheel that's going way too fast and we don't really know how to slow it down. It's like consciously I knew, oh yeah, do these self-care practices, take care of myself. Um, but in theory, I wasn't actually able to slow the train down and listen to what was going on inside or just calm my nervous system down. It was like I was constantly in this fight or flight reactivity. And this really stemmed, I would say, you know, from many things growing up in my childhood. But ultimately, it was this from what I found working in my last business as an entrepreneur, just the incredible highs and lows of entrepreneurship, the instability, the like, okay, I got to keep going, got to keep moving, right? There's so much to do um, in the world we live in. And yeah, I mean, I grew, I would say I also grew up with some foundational I don't know, when I use the word trauma, I'm like, it doesn't really, it's not that severe, but like with, you know, just things in the house with family, where there was chaos. And, and, but ultimately, like this feeling like I didn't belong with friend groups. And, you know, I'm sure a, a lot of people listening can relate to that, too, because I hear that a lot, this feeling of like, loneliness, and um, how do we relate to that? But so it so it kind of stemmed from that fundamental, like I don't belong and and had a lot of like self-confidence things throughout my years into adulthood. And because of that, I would say I was really good at and one of my strengths are adapting, going with the flow, but never really 
having like a strong rooted, this is my choice kind of um, way that I went about in the world and way that I made decisions. And what I've learned is like that comes from a really rooted embodied place when you know yourself really well, when you can have the confidence to not let others outside of you dictate so much of what your decisions are. So I felt like that's how I was running a lot of my business, right? Seeking these answers outside of me, looking for this validation. Um, I also grew up as the eldest of three. So just this like responsibility of always needing to be you know, the perfect child kind of thing. Um, definitely grew up with a lot of that pressure to have things together. So the val and the validation of when I was doing things right. And then when I wasn't, you know, really, really affected me. So again, like there's so many little things I would say, but fundamentally, it was that I was seeking this external validation from outside of me to fill myself up or to be directed versus like guiding my own life or being the energy, the place of embodiment that I wanted to direct. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I, a lot of people would look at me too in my journey because I was running another business for eight years in the world of sustainability and fashion and would just say like, what do you mean? Like you've, you're so courageous and you took so many risks and you're putting yourself out there and totally. But then on the inside, I always like there was often this feeling of just never enough, right? Like it didn't matter what I was doing. I didn't really feel that on the inside. And so there's one thing to like see somebody some way and there's another to really be able to be embodied fully in what you're what you're doing what you're living and how you're being in the world and so i so basically i had hit burnout um pretty bad for the third time in my business and i was like there is something really needs to change here because this is not sustainable and i'm clearly stuck in a pattern that i don't know how to change on my own and so i was seeking and I was seeking support. I was seeking a new way of living and being. And so I found my teacher. Um, well, there's kind of a whole story with that. But I ended up in the world of starting to learn about embodiment. When I started to hear about it, it was like shared to me in the sense of, you know, being more in the feminine, being more connected with your body, being in a receptive mode versus always like doing and pushing and forcing and um, hustling, but also having the balance of like the yin energy. And all of these were things I had heard about, read about, but there was something that I didn't, again, know how to actualize in the way that I lived day to day. And and so there was just this like visceral, like, I want to learn that when I started to hear about this. So I went on this journey um, at, towards the end of 2019 to start learning about this work. And then 
took kind of a leap of faith in 2020 when things were a bit haywire and uh, my business was just in a weird place, you know, everything had closed. I was lost all my biggest trade shows. And I was like, what am I even doing? Is this really what I want to keep doing? Um, and then ended up investing in a coaching program and embodiment training for 18 months. And at the time it was really a gift to myself without this pressure on this needs to be the next thing I'm doing. It was honestly no strings attached, just felt like this feels so right. And I'm going to move towards that inner knowing and wasn't always so used to making decisions from that place. So it felt like really rooted and really strong and really empowered. And yeah. And then, so here I am like, that was in 2020, three years later, I finished my program early last year February 2022. And I've been working in this field for over a year now, supporting women to come back home to their bodies. I call myself really an enchantment coach and an embodiment facilitator, because what I've continued to understand and see throughout this process is that when women start to really get present to their bodies, it changes the direction of how they're moving in their life. It's like they think they wanted a bunch of things, but all of that was coming from the level of their mind and a very intellectual place. And when they start to feel into their body and listen to their heart, there's a whole nother way that they're like, oh my God, it's like I forgot that this is really what I wanted. And I was letting all of these other things take me in this direction. And that's kind of what I continued to learn over the last three years, like I, since COVID started freelancing in the world of digital marketing, I was honestly, like, I had to learn it a couple different times in a pretty hard way where I was working at a couple different marketing agencies. And when I got, it was like these opportunities for expansion in that world for me came up I like and I tuned back to myself it was really like but this isn't the way that my heart wants to go like I really want to build my own thing and I had to make really hard decisions of saying no and then moving in the direction that my heart wants and here I am but I have to say it was really hard and so yeah that's that's really what it is like how do I support people in coming back home to themselves, coming back to this place of listening and receptivity and changing these patterns that keep telling us we're never enough the more that we do? And I think that paradigm is a strong one in the collective, but it's it's one that we can continue to shift moment by moment by moment when we come back to our bodies and when we can just literally redirect our focus and attention into the present moment because the body is what anchors us into the present and there's nothing there's no other moment than now so it's really like how are we living and showing up are we constantly in a future state of being grasping for something more 
or can we come back home? And this is the practice that I'm in day after day after day too. Like I notice, oh my God, it's really easy to get caught up in that. And yeah, just sitting and being, this is the journey I am on with all of my clients and Oh man, I could go on and on, but I will stop there. <laughs> I'm sure you have many questions based on what I just shared. <laughs> yeah. Well, first, Cass, I just wanted to thank you for being open and vulnerable to share that. Because mm. especially during the time of the pandemic when life was just, you know, here, there and everywhere. Mm-hmm. We didn't really know what was up and down and you took a huge leap during Mm. that time so I really applaud you for that too because myself included a lot of us wouldn't have and didn't and you did so that's huge Mm. and the other I guess initial thought that came to mind when you were explaining kind of the work you do the work you did for yourself and now how you support others with it the initial thought was it's all and this is my opinion so feel free to chime in too but Mm-hmm. I I feel like society almost pushes that hustle culture onto us. And because of that, we're not embodied with ourselves. We don't know ourselves. We don't know what we want. We're just kind of following that mainstream timeline, I guess, that society gives us. And I feel like mm-hmm. I can speak for myself and say personally, I feel like that's why I'm not as embodied as I should be or want to be or can be because we just keep keep hearing all of these things that we're supposed to do according to society. And once you do those things, then you're considered successful or inspirational or, you know, all of these different things. But really it doesn't necessarily mean that we're following that timeline because we genuinely want those. It's more of a, feel like I have to do this because that's how it's laid out for us does that make sense absolutely yeah and that's where it's coming from a very intellectual place I have to I should right I hear a lot of people talking all the time oh yeah I should do that oh yeah I have to do that we -hmm. do that all the time we get really caught up in that what do you want to do and that's what a lot of us struggle with And then it's like, what do I want to do? Oh, well, I never thought of that, right? And a lot of women I work with, it's like, well, when I ask them that question, what do you want? They're like, what do I want? Well, I never really made a decision just for me. And especially with women, the roles that women have in society where they have to be a mom, take care of their children, They also work, you know, most of them work full time. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to take on plus all the household chores or whatever you want to call it, just like keeping the house put together. And I'm not saying that it's nothing here. My point is not about men or women, but it's just that I serve a lot of women. And so it's it's often that, oh, I don't really know because I'm just serving all the time. Like I'm here for my kids and I do what they need. And then I'm here for my partner and then I'm here for my job. But, and I'm doing all these things for people outside of me. I don't even know what I want. And it's in the simple 
the simple moments of our day that can start to develop this muscle for yourself. So if you're listening and you're like, oh my God, I get trapped in that all the time. A simple thing to do is to ask yourself, what, what do I want? Because it brings the focus back to you. You can take a moment to sit with yourself and, and if you don't know what you want, that's okay. It's, it's a practice. In the beginning, I didn't either. There's like, I don't know. There's this big question mark. But the more that we can practice just asking, you know, what do I want for lunch? What do I want to do right now? What do I want to prioritize for my day? What do I want, right? Like we realize that, oh, we can take control back in so many moments where we were giving our power away, where we were giving our energy and attention away to something that told us or the narrative that we've been listening to of I have to or I should. And maybe some of those have tos or should are things you want to do too. That's great. But it's taking your power back to an embodied place where you're like, oh, I want this. And it gives you the power to make the choice that is yours. I, okay, here's a question for you. And mm. <laughs> I'm not sure how to word it. So let me know if this doesn't make sense for you. But mm. how do you deal with, I guess maybe it could be called like an internal conflict or an internal dialogue mm. conflict where you say you want to do, I don't even know. The first thing that comes to mind is like own your own business and mm. not work a nine to five. So, mm -hmm. and society is very much work for somebody else, work nine to five and then some in hustle. What, what advice or words of support would you tell somebody that is feeling like they want to do something, but feeling like they shouldn't or can't because of how ingrained it is in us that we're supposed to give our power and not keep our power? Mm. Well, the first thing that comes to mind, thank you for your question, is just like, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> your life is yours to create. So if you think that you can't, then you can't. So it's almost so like that manifestation of thought. It is, but it does also come from an embodied place. But the level of belief that you have plays a big role. So... If you think you can't, then you can't. But what's really important here is what do you want, right? Back to the question. Because if you really have a vision for yourself and a deep desire to create something that is an entrepreneurial venture, whatever it is, if it's to, you know, anything, if it's to travel, if it's to, you know, I don't know, be part of volunteer programs or whatever like pulls at your heartstrings to help the planet to create something like if that is really something you've had a deep desire for for a long time but what's holding you back is like I can't do that because I need to work a nine to five because I need money yeah we do need money so I'm not going to sit here and say drop everything 
mm-hmm. and, and go and create that. But what's important is to have the desire to know what you want from a deeply embodied place and to be able to connect with that at the feeling level, right? Because whatever you feel, the desire is what drives us. And the desire is the potency of what helps us get clear on what we actually want. So it's like, what is your vision and why do you want it? And when you can get really clear on that, it's like, okay, well, then am I going to be willing to step in to taking the risks that it's going to take for me to get there? And that's where you start to line your life up to moving you in a direction where things are going to help you get there. And maybe that means you're still going to work your nine to five job for a few years, Uh, you know, and then you're building this on the side. And that's really what like makes you so happy. And that's what's driving you to move towards this vision. And you know that in maybe five years or 10 years, you know, you're going to actualize that dream. So it comes back to the question of what do you want, right? Because when we ask ourselves in those small moments, oh, yeah, what am I going to eat? for breakfast and you're like fuck yeah I want this I'm gonna eat that in the small moments when you get really clear and you can make empowered choices oh yeah hell yes I'm gonna say yes to this going to this event this weekend because I might meet potential people that's gonna help me expand my network or fuck no I'm not gonna go this weekend because I want to conserve my energy or I want to um take a few hours and work on my vision project, my, this project that's going to support me for the future, right? So it's making empowered, embodied decisions, whatever it's, I call them like your full body fuck yes decisions. So I help people kind of come to a place where you can make those decisions. And it's the same as honoring the no. It's a sacred no is just as important. So then when we get really clear on the direction then you know what to say yes and no to. And life is constantly going to be testing you for this, right? You're always going to be in the place of being pulled in different directions. And what are you committing to? What are you saying yes to? Because you're telling life, the universe, whatever you want to call it, you're telling life over and over and over again, this is what I want. This is what I really want. And you're like anchoring your energy And channeling it into a specific direction, that is really what you want. Does that make sense? Does that answer your question? It does. And I guess the reason I was asking is because I, well, I guess I've been doing a lot of inner work um, Mm -hmm. for a long time because it never ends. Mm -hmm. And so I took the leap in. 2022 to do this podcast Mm -hmm. thinking oh who's gonna listen how many people are gonna listen do they care like all of these thoughts right because it was new it was scary it was the first time I publicly told like all of my struggles and kind of my in summary in like 20 minutes everything that I've experienced or have happened or 
that kind of thing. And so that was the first time I ever talked about any of those as well publicly. I have wow. quite a few friends that I've, you know, there's a couple that know everything and there's a couple that know bits and pieces. And right. But to share it openly. Yeah. Wow. Celebrating you for putting yourself out there. So that was my very first episode with the podcast. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at over 6,000 followers on Instagram, which the number doesn't mean. I don't want to say the number doesn't mean much to me because it means a lot, but it's not the specific number. It's the amount of people that I've been able to connect with and reach out to and right. Like make that difference with somebody. But the reason I was asking you about that internal conflict is because I have other ideas brewing in my head um, that I want to put into place. And then there's the internal conflict and Mm. family and friends support lack of support maybe saying you know you already work a full-time job and you work a part-time job why do you want to do the podcast on the side or why do you Mm. want to open this other I don't want to give too many details but this other goal and dream Mm -hmm. when you're already Mm -hmm. working for somebody and you're already you know like it goes back to me to the whole following society's timeline and why why wouldn't you want to do that And so I feel like hearing people that I really value their opinion and their support and their feedback saying, well, why? Like, why would you want to do that? You already do A, B, and C. You already get money from your full-time and part-time job. Why would you want to venture out? It really creates that internal conflict for me. Mm. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. Like, it's, I think it's so awesome because I'm sure people listening are feeling the exact same thing. So it's really cool that you're asking something personal. Um, and yeah, celebrating you for everything that you've already created and what you've built. And it's clear that I feel like those are parts of the timeline where we can see, oh yeah, I'm creating something. It's resonating with people. It's working. I'm moving in a direction that's showing me Mm -hmm. that things are moving and it's successful because, you know, it's one thing to, yes, we don't want to get attached to the numbers as what we need in order to move forward, right? The validation, but it is showing you wow, people are resonating with this. They want it, right? So whatever idea you have, I would sit with yourself and get really clear because all of those things that people are telling you is often what we can internalize at the level of the mind, right? Again, and be like, oh yeah, you know what? They're right. I think they're right. But it's all coming from your head. I should do this. Mm-hmm. I I should do this because that person said that. And yeah, but if you're like, you know what? When she said that to me, it really feels right. You know, maybe it is too much right now. I think my capacity and my body is telling me that I don't have the space for it. That's a whole nother way to approach it. It's like what, so I invite you to sit with yourself, you know, and ask yourself, what do I want? Number one, what do I want? And if it's clear, like it's lighting you up in your body that you want to keep moving forward. I can already what say yes. Yes, yes it does. Okay, <laughs> it, feels like, it feels like a strong yes, then 
all you can say to those people is I really value your opinion. Thanks for letting me know. And also you don't need to tell everybody. I think it's important when we're building things to have our like strong supporters, but that people who are not going to align with what we are creating, especially when things are in their infancy, it's, it's very important to keep the people who are giving you information keep them people who are supporting what you're saying and not from a place of, Oh, I'm not going to take constructive criticism, but where people are just not in belief of what you're building. Mm -hmm. Right. And maybe that's for, they want to spend more time with you. So they're like, well, Jacqueline, I want you more in my life and (laughs) you just shouldn't put your time into this vision. Right. So We don't know what somebody is feeling and why they're telling you what they're telling you, but I would maybe pull back your energy from people who are not your biggest supporters of this vision. Cause if you're super lit up by this, then keep, keep going is what all I have to say, especially because you're being shown, Oh wow, this is working. I have now 6,000 people like what else what is if this is helping you move towards your dream then keep going girl I'm so proud of you (laughs) well thank you yeah I guess I guess I've kind of already taken that advice in a sense by Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say closing my circle necessarily but I'm closing Mm -hmm. what I say to people yeah exactly exactly you're just more intentional about how you're sharing the things that you're sharing and what's going on in your life. And that's totally perfect. Yeah. Cause kind of like what you've said, I guess is, I don't know. I I've heard, do you know Rachel Hollis? Yes. She's, I, I don't yes. follow her consistently, but I think that I am following her. Okay. Yes. So I have a really big girl crush on her. (laughs) (laughs) And so I don't know if she was the one that made this statement or if it was somebody else that she just kind of took it under her wing. But Mm -hmm. she always says the quote, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Mm -hmm. And that reminds me so much of you. Mm -hmm. And like all the best ways. (laughs) Mm, I love that. I love that. Yes, absolutely. And that's, why that's really important to start implementing in our lives is what I've noticed for myself. I can only speak for myself. We always know what we want. Ooh. And actually this is really funny because this, I had this conversation with a client at the end of last week and there's so much indecision. Oh no, do I want this thing or that thing? And when we were really refining and refining, she said, you know what? I think I always know what I want, but I'm just really afraid to step into it because of what other people are going to think. And so we always know what we want. When we spend a lot of time in that place of, oh my God, I don't know this thing or that thing or this thing or that thing or this way or that way, or then we start to go in the mind of like logically rationalizing everything versus coming back to that, I know what I want we're trying to kind of please other people sometimes 
that's where the indecision might come. At least that's where it came a lot for me. It's like, oh, well, this person, I should do this, right? It's back up into the shoulds. So and people pleasing and people pleasing, <laughs> right? Not knowing how to say no, feeling bad if you say no, that you're letting other people down. Exactly. All of that. And when we're so used to forgetting ourselves and prioritizing others outside of ourselves, it can be really uncomfortable to start to, to make decisions for ourselves. But the, when you notice yourself spending so much time in that indeci- indecision that this or that or this or that, it's, it's a clear signal that this might be a no, right? If I'm spending so much time in my head trying to figure it out. Um, yeah, so that, that's what I have to say about that. And like, you know, you know what you want. Trust yourself. Start to let your internal body speak your true desires, your heart. And yeah, it's just such a beautiful unfolding. I think the more that we start to come from that place and what I've also come to understand is that no matter what your decision is, the people who love you will support you. They may be a little ruffled in the moment. They may be upset, you know, that you're letting them down, quote unquote, but in the long run, they're really the, they're going to end up being your biggest fans if they if they really are your people. You know, those people will always come back around no matter what things, what choices you have to make. You know, and sometimes it's going to be really hard. Like I had to make a decision a couple years ago where one of my girlfriends stopped talking to me for a few months. You know, and so those are the things that end up arising when we start to make different decisions for ourselves. But it's like now we're back to our old relationship and things with time, things heal. With time, communication comes. With time, you really see who your true relationships, like the deepened friendships and people who just no matter what they're always going to be there based on whatever decision you have to make so just trust that choosing you is always the best way to go I feel like it also maybe should be said too that and and correct me if I'm wrong because you're the you're more of an expert in this than I am but when you say that the people that support us and love us will be the ones that you know kind of stand by with whatever we're whatever crazy idea we're coming up with Mm -hmm. we're talking that maybe that's kind of a relationship or a friendship that needs to end. Right. And I think that's also the hard part too, is that we start to get really real with the decisions we're making, with the people we're hanging out with, with the places we're going to, right? You start to be like, oh, is this really what I want? And you're looking at your life almost from this different lens because 
that's where we're just sometimes on the train, right? Mm -hmm. We're on the train just, or the hamster wheel following, doing all the things just because we feel like it's expected of us or we feel like we have to, um, you know, and, and I, and this doesn't necessarily mean to come from a place of, oh my God, everything I'm doing in my life is from this place of just pure joy. And it doesn't mean that we're not doing hard things. But what I mean to say is that because in building your vision, in moving towards things that we want, there's always, there's also going to be discomfort and there's going to be things that challenge us along the way, right? So I'm not, I'm not saying you're always following this like bliss and joy and just that's, that's what you're following. But it's getting really clear just about that answer of what do I want? What do I want? And then go after it. And then get it. And then make a choice and actually decide. And that's the hardest part is we can know that's where we, we do know what we want, but taking the action, taking the next step is where the challenging piece lies because it's like, are you willing to move towards it? Are you willing to take a risk? Are you willing to maybe ruffle some feathers for people that have been in your life for a long time and choose differently? Are you willing to change your identity, perhaps? I feel like this whole conversation is just like putting fuel onto the onto the fire of my goal and the fire already burning. I feel like you're just mm. adding to make it like it's a fire, but now you're making it into a bonfire because you're just mm. you're speaking to my soul. <laughs> Oh, wow. I love that. I just got chills. That's so, (laughs) so cool. And that's why you do the work, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. It's, it's makes me happy that it's resonating so deeply. And I'm hoping that it is for even some people listening, right? Like your story is not uncommon. People who want to go for their desires. I'm in the boat with you too. And it's risky. But it proves to be so rewarding every time we say yes to ourselves. Really, really does. Like it gives us more life force. That's what I've found. And when we keep saying yes to other people, our life force, our energy goes down. And we just don't have enough energy anymore to keep showing up for others. Take your power back. Bring your energy back to yourself And notice like, wow, this is giving me energy. It's giving you energy because you're saying yes to you. And that's so needed. You need, you need more energy. You want more energy. I know you want more energy because every woman that I help just talks about being exhausted, depleted, and overworked. So yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I hear you. I know you. I get you. (laughs) So let's bring energy back to ourselves through saying yes to ourselves. And yeah, thank you so much for this awesome conversation and like really making it so tangible with your own real life example. Well, I I always feel like if 
if I feel this way, then I'm not the only one that somebody else feels it. And maybe if I, if I kind of speak up and say it, somebody else will follow or somebody else will feel better about whatever the situation is because they, I've asked and they can follow that. If that makes sense. Absolutely. I, I usually ask Cass where ending the session, where, any kind of last minute thoughts or words come to mind for you for encouragement and support and wisdom. But I honestly feel like this recording was just full of that. And I, I don't know. I don't know if it feels right to ask because everything has just been that way. So mm. I might skip that because you did phenomenal in that Thank and you. ask where myself and the audience can continue to follow you in your journey. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I will just say one thing that dropped in, like if you take anything from this conversation, it's just really keep asking yourself, what do I want? Like really start to build that muscle for yourself because it's a muscle. It's like going to the gym. It's all of this work is building. And I don't want to say work, all of this play, all of this uncovering, it's about, you know, building that strength from within so keep asking yourself I want what do I want what do I want and yeah I would love to stay connected with anybody who really resonated with this it's my honor and pleasure I am at coaching with Cass on Instagram I'm usually on there quite a bit so send me a DM Um, you know I would love to connect with you and my website is coachingwithcast.com And you can check out when my next live experience is. And I do them monthly. So if you want an opportunity to come and learn a really tangible embodiment practice where we'll actually go into the body and you'll have an experience because the embodiment work is very experiential. It's not about just, oh yeah, I'm going to lecture you and then you're going to learn something. All of that is at the level of the mind. So we're going to do... We, I teach a practice, you get in the body um, and have the experience. And then we talk about it together in the group. And it's really a beautiful sacred space. So I invite you to join that. And the next one I have coming up is about finding your inner clarity. So if you want to learn how to tap into that, like full body, yes, join me for that. And and yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm at coaching with cast. So coachingwithcast.com and I look forward to connecting with all of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you Jacqueline so much for having me on here. Absolutely. And just as we kind of talked about before Cass, I would love to stay connected with you as well and mm. hit up the town of Toronto with you at some point. Yes, please. So <laughs> let's let's stay connected and see where the journeys go. I love it. Absolutely. Thank you again so much for this platform to share voice, share our voices and our message. And I'm so happy that this resonated so deeply with you today. Thank you. Definitely did. And thank you again, Cass, for being a guest and sharing all your wisdom with us. It's, it all goes alongside with our mental health and being who we really are and not just Mm -hmm. who society wants us to be. So Thank you for your wisdom and sharing your experiences. And to you, Cass, and to the listeners, I'm sending lots of love and lots of light.
Mm, thank you.